In this episode, we are going to share a panel discussion that was recorded after the online premiere of The Edge, a film that focuses on the work of Bruce Anderson. And I'll admit, I have a personal interest in this one. I'll be joined by the director of the film, James O'Connor, and writer Hugh Blanc from The Art of Storytelling, and of course, Bruce himself. And we get into a very interesting discussion about not just the film itself, which is so relevant now for the environment and mental health, but also the evolution of the project, which was conceived as sort of a video promo for our website, but eventually, through strategic planning, became an award-winning documentary. I will be right back. I'm going to go load a horse. Okay. You hear me? Um, come back when you can. Right away, yeah. This is Story very rude. of my life. <laughs> Story of my life. So, I'm, we're going to try it and see what happens. And I'll show up here as Miranda O'Connor. I love that. I tend to do that a lot. That's you, look like, you look like a Miranda. Yeah. This is so high tech. So, you're going from Zoom to Facebook. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I was today. Um. <laughs> how, I went live this morning. I was like, I'm going to connect with Julianne now. Because you know, <laughs> then it didn't work. And I was like, well, all right, then I won. You know, it's, this is and, I, and honestly, if you go live, if you watch like Twitch, I mean, I've checked out live streaming. I've looked into it a fair bit recently for just for work stuff. It's incredible the amount of nothingness that happens and people tune into this nothingness on twitch the average stream watch time is like <laughs> like an hour or something like it's an hour like on facebook you're lucky to get five seconds you know on your on your video average watch time but um but for twitch people spend an hour there and it's people you see someone fiddling with their camera and stuff just like this so welcome to <laughs> It's a perfect lead-in as, as the now live streaming pops up in the corner. <laughs> That's me, always entertaining. Oh, wow, it is. You're a hoot, Miranda. So <laughs> All right, Julianne, do you want to do, you wanna do this? And you can introduce Bruce's chair while you're here? While, while you're here. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Bruce is actually out helping somebody load a horse, which is story of his life, I guess. And so I'm happy to be here with James and Hugh, and we're going to talk a little bit about the edge. So you guys, I mean, has technology not been crazy today? And here he's back. He's back. <laughs> oh, you know, fashionably we'll wait till he gets settled. He'll... <laughs> well, I've got everyone the star of the yeah. show. No, no, the horses. Let's get that right. The horse is a star, not me. That's that's very true, Bruce. That's very true. I, I met Bruce once briefly in, in Trinidad, um, working. Uh, I was actually now taking a look at, at, at The Edge. and I, The Edge was actually filming and so on before my time. Just to put in perspective, I've worked with AOS um, as a video editor. So I was just taking a look at it. Um, and Bruce happened to be in the country and he, he, he popped by. And I'm not sure what you're waiting for James to do something. Um, and because we were all waiting, you had a brief chat with us. And in that brief moment, you uh, asked you a little bit about your philosophy. And uh, the thing that I remember you telling me in, in that time, because we only had a, a brief time, um, was in discussing the idea of, of how, we, how we form at a young age, we form reactions to things and 
our mind almost like a, a energy saver. Our mind doesn't necessarily create brand new reactions for every scenario, but rather will reference um, similar incidents. And sometimes those reference reactions don't match um, the, the current scenario. And so we, we don't even realize that we're, we're, we're sort of reacting with a pre-programmed response to something when in fact the scenario is not, uh, it, it doesn't call for that response, but we are actually just being sort of triggered to an old response to something, which may have been an inappropriate response that we developed in the first place. So in, this was in about uh, probably, I would say a 15 to 20 minute conversation that I had with Bruce, the one time I met Bruce and the one conversation I had with Bruce. And that's a takeaway that, that stuck with me. So, um, wow. you know, just to put in perspective, my, my, um, my viewpoint of Bruce is somebody that you, you can speak to for a brief time and learn a hell of a lot um, that you can take away from it. You know, that's the kind of thing you take away that you can, you can hold on to that type of stuff. So, so thanks. It was a can pleasure. I, can I ask fun. you a question? Certainly. So here's my question. In sharing that with you, Mm -hmm. Did that information help you any, any, any time along your journey from then to now? I think certainly. I don't, I can't, I'm, I, I'll be honest, I can't necessarily tell you a specific um, example of, oh, and I, and then I thought this at that point in time. But I think that it's, 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 um, and I won't say either that I think it wasn't something that I necessarily uh, hadn't, wasn't aware of on some level, but by bringing it to the forefront, it makes it that much more impactful. And yes, it does make you, um, mm. to me, it does make you take a second to consider your responses, even in terms of how you feel about something. Um, and I liken it, as a writer, I liken it to, to, to when you do a, when you get criticism on your writing, you, you, your instinct is to get defensive about it. Um, or for some people, their instinct is to automatically change what they've done. When in fact, what you need to do is you need to listen to the criticism, understand where it's coming from, examine what you've done, and then you make the decision whether that is right for yeah. you to do that and, or, or not. And can I interject meeting Bruce um, and, and hearing this is one thing, uh, but Bruce doing the work with the horses, I think is the, is the key, like I had never done, you know, and I, like you had an awareness of these things, you know, and had an awareness and, and could say, yeah, I know where Bruce is coming from, but I sort of secondhand did this work in the, in the round pen because I was in it with the, the subjects that we work with, um, you know, some amazing, I mean, I've made so many friends on this, on this journey. Um, but you, what Bruce talks about is muscle memory. Um, and, and the horse really is such an imposing way to have that muscle memory taught to you. It's very difficult to explain, um, actually. Bruce does a better job than I do, but you've got to get in the round pen. I, re I recommend everybody work with an animal that's bigger with, than you. What, what, what I got that I think came across well in the, doc, in the documentary, too, is, is the idea that it's an honest gauge. Mm -hmm. um, whereas if you're talking to somebody or you're gauging from somebody and their reaction versus your reaction, um, that person is bringing their own reactions and their own muscle memories uh, to it. Whereas with 
with the horse. You're getting you're getting an an, an honest response that uh, really doesn't care of what your political stance is on the particular matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it really doesn't care. It's just going to yeah. be dead honest with you. And I think that that's that's yeah. uh, something that to me it comes out in the documentary that I thought captured um, nicely as well. Sure. And that was the other reason that I because. We'll, and maybe we'll get into this, but at some point, um, you know, we, we talk about why did I do this film and why did Bruce call me and why did I say yes? And because it was a lot of like, it was kind of a, well, if you go, I'll go <laughs> um, <laughs> scenario that I think um, some people can relate to. Like you've challenged yourself and you, you're inviting me along for the challenge. I mean, that's, um, it's kind of a perfect storm for me. If you look at the first film we ever did, I got hooked on that with, um, with our good friend, Chris. Chris Dennis um, and the Between Worlds documentary we made because he was doing something audacious and, and, and trying to change the status quo. And I, and I felt like what Bruce was doing was, you know, he, he's doing it in an audacious way and he's trying to change what people's status quo, their mental status quo. And I like that challenge and I like being challenged to produce it. I just could tell that there was a definite chemistry between this whole group. I think we knew from the phone conversations that there was something, that the story was there. And you asked what we wanted to do with it. And I was like, hey, we want to send it to the Equus Film Festival. And I didn't even know what the Equus Film Festival was, but I had heard of it. And I said, yeah, that's what we're going to do. I, I want to get an update from you, you know, in terms of trajectory. What, is, what has it been like to own this film? Because really, that's what, at the end of the day, you know, you're, you're left with something very tangible. And I want to know, um, I think people would be interested to know, you know, what is the impact of, of that on an organization? Something that can go to film festivals and that level of production that we did. The impact that all of this has had is that it's, it's the reason that we contacted you in the first place. Bruce's work is very unique. And so everybody hears of natural horsemanship all the time, and that's the buzzword of the day, but natural humanship is Bruce's work, and it's totally different. And so on the surface, you know, Pirelli or John Lyons or, you know, all of these other um, systems, but it's not. And so we just kind of couldn't explain it and you know, kept trying, kept trying. And so to have a visual, because you can talk about something all day long, but the way that you capture the visual is so unique. And so, I mean, your, your way of storytelling, your method of storytelling, the feeling that I get when I see it is not like any other documentary I've ever seen. And so to be able to have this packaged up thing that, no, it doesn't tell the whole story. It, you know, it's not a training film. It's not, you know, we've had people ask, is, is it, where are we going to see training? Well, you'll see a little bit, but you're seeing more of the results that have happened in people's lives. And to me, that's what we never could tell any other way. And so, you know, I mentioned the Equus Film Festival. We've taken, this film has been all over the world. It's, it's been to France. It's been shown, you know, all, all over the United States and Canada. And that's a whole nother story that we could get into with seeing you there and you, you know, so um, just, just, it's been, it's been life changing because um, it, there was no other way to do it. Just no other way. And so Bruce is, is traveling there. There are clinics, there are things, you know, happening all the time because of it. So mm -hmm. it's been, it's phenomenal. Bruce, take it away. That's I'll awesome. shut up. So here's my take, James. I started on this journey and this thing evolved. 
and it was in me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to get it out. You understand? And I need to find some sort of medium to spread it to people. But not just any medium. You know, because as you know, this is pretty special and you have to have somebody with a unique talent that is able to already have that feel for that environment, that that way of thinking. You were able to create a visual image of what I was feeling. And you did so well capturing all those different bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. Um. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Because, you know, what you're talking about, you're telling a story, you're positioning yourself, you have the, you know, you talked about video and you talked about you needed to find the right medium. And I wanted to know if, and you can still write a book. It's something that uh, I'm thinking of doing myself. I, I recommend everybody, you know, at least write your own story. You don't have to publish it. But was that ever an attraction that you that you thought, oh, maybe I'll do that instead or... So I'm I'm smiling right now because Julianne did write a book. And it's so difficult because this is an ongoing evolution. Yeah. And so, and the other thing is, it's also an evolution for me because this is my journey of my growth that I share with others. So not only am I learning about this system through the horse and then trying to understand it and translate it, but then trying to actually put it and organize it and then of course i want to do it justice you understand i don't want to mess it up because it's so important right to especially where we are right now in our world with all the covid stuff and the pressures created and so you you are constantly trying to please everybody at the same time and and now i'm sort of getting a little bit better of it where i'm realizing forget about trying to please everybody just please yourself in what you're writing because not everybody is ready for it. Yeah. And at least start moving. But what I liked about what you did or like about what you did and have done, and hopefully we continue is that you have really done a really good job introducing it to people, mm. which if you listen to parts of the work and how, and this was before all of this COVID that if you keep doing what we're doing, it's not going to be beneficial to our environment. And lo and behold, look what happens. Yeah, yeah. So I feel that this work is so crucial. But because people don't read that many books, I feel that maybe do some other visual something because I feel that that is where, unfortunately, people are. They can't yeah. handle too much. Now, and I'm not saying the a book, book is isn't a good thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. all content, the right? It's just a spectrum. Yeah, we, we have an online course now, and the book is actually part of the online course. So we've made it through our first cohort, which was so appreciative of the folks who joined that. Um, some of them were watching, I could see today. So they've done the intro course. It's going to be a helpful tool for that. But awesome. but any anybody we meet, anybody that comes into the picture and wants to know about Bruce's work, the first thing we say is you've got to watch the edge because there's no training video I can do or anything else that really captures it the way that you've captured it. So. Awesome. Awesome. I've learned a lot from you. you. I mean, you you motivated me and inspired me in the beginning. And so I used to dabble with little stuff before, and then you just right. made me love film. That's love right. It. Anyone who's so, listening, so Juliana is, is now, you know, we, we do this. I do this with all my clients. I love to teach, and I love to make sure that you guys, at the end of the day, could take your own project and go, all right, I'm just going to make part two. Let's go, you know. 
do you feel that the work that you did on the edge is even more applicable now with everything going on with COVID than ever before? Yeah, yeah. You remember that scene when I looked at it and you asked me, you know, and I was talking about you can either come and work with us or you can deal with Mother Nature. And remember that scene where I was like, yeah, and good luck with that. Yeah. Is that happening now? Yeah, exactly. So, and the thing is... But that's what you put, but that's what you put together, do you understand? Yeah. You tailored that to sort of share, for lack of a better word, the warning. You understand? Right. What's an, what's, and, and, and look where we are. What's frustrating about where we are with the pandemic is that I think people look at this and I know because, I mean, I, you know, I grew up in the tropics, I, in the forest and, you know, an abundance of wildlife all around, but people don't do that these days as you're, and this, this project was all about domestication, right? To bring the language from the film back. Um, and I worry that the pandemic makes people who are very domesticated fear nature even more because we don't need to fear nature. Um, we need to stop destroying it and interacting with it on a destructive level. So would it not be fair to say, you said that if you look at Nunki and what happened to Nunki, it's a metaphor of what's going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which has been shown through COVID. Yep. But if you look at the work that you did on the edge, it's giving people a heads up that we need to stop what we're doing or else we're going to go over the edge. And we're starting to go over the edge. So therefore, if you think about it, the pandemic is kind of like me, uh, like, like Nunki. Is Mimi going to be leading a team of researchers going back in time to recover human DNA to bring us back because we went extinct over the over some crap like this. <laughs> Damn, hey. yeah, ter- ter- down to Terry Gilliam, right? You're talking about uh, 12 monkeys? Style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and hopefully, like COVID, like, like Nunki, this would be sort of like a heads up. Come on, people. How much pressure do we have to put on ourselves to change what we're doing and break that cycle, which is what you sort of captured in the film, which is what I talk about trying to, yeah. okay, I'm done. All right. I'm sitting there. It's been a long, long, long three days. I'm the director. Cut. I'll call it. <laughs> the plan for the, um, the new version will be housed on YouTube. Is yes. that right? Yes. This is an independent release. Um, and that's something that I wanted to talk about, you know, because the shelf life of these things and, you know, and the usefulness of them forever. Mm-hmm. And then you can release the version that you want whenever you want in whatever platform you want. How can we slice this up so that you're just dealing with one issue at a time uh, rather mm-hmm. than a whole story that's, you know, segues from one to the next. Just take one issue and do that 30 second bit. And then what would you write to accompany it? So now it's really about content strategy, um, you know, and, and saying like, look, if we had a LinkedIn platform, platform we just want to talk about this one issue today that would be our article and this is our 30 second video to go along with it same with the training materials so stuff like that is shelf life ownership of the film releasing it independently doing whatever you want with it taking it down when it's not even when it's not relevant anymore you know well we can't tell you enough how much we appreciate what you've done and and uh, everything that's come along with it. I'm Absolutely. not kidding. It's life changing. It, it really has been. So, oh, yeah. Well, Thank I appreciate you. that. I, I, that's why I'm here. And, it's, and it's, you know, it's life changing for me too. I, you know, and, I, and I get, I'm lucky because I get to do this more than once. I get to do this with every project that becomes. I mean, look, we just did a farming video. I was <laughs> going to say, the good thing to me is to see how much they appreciate you in Canada because I'm not kidding when I say award after award and, and, 
right. you know, the, you're in this community that they're loving what you're doing. And so whether it's a farm or a hospital or whatever you're telling, whatever story you're telling, I mean, it, you're making a difference. And so right. that's important, I think. I'm giving it, and you know, Hugh's part of this too, because he's part of the team. We're giving it everything we've got right now. And um, the, the funny thing is, if I say that and I think back, I've been, I've been giving it everything I got now since long time yeah no <laughs> right, so. thank you guys so much i'll save it send it and we'll talk soon